This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm a guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of morning doc how are you doing this morning yes gordon i'm fine how are you very excited. Uh, we've had an interesting week or two with your uh, Market of the Year uh, finalist award. So I'm really excited once again to be on a roll with those. It's been some amazing insights from top, top marketers in the country. It's really great. Yeah, we have been, you know, Gordon. I think it's been nice to, you know, to get the, the marketers on. Uh, these are the top of the pops, you know, people who are really on the, on the top of their game. And the nice thing is, we've always said in the podcast, is for, you know, listeners out there to, to gain from it and to interact with these people. And today, it's no exception. I mean, today we've got, I want to use the word heavyweight, but I think, you know, I don't know if that's the right term, but certainly somebody who has a massive influence on not just South African, but African marketing, Benice Samuels, uh, CMO from, from MTN Group. So Benice, thanks very much for joining us and, and a big welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Really delighted to be with you. Well, I think first up, I mean, firstly, congratulations on uh, on being a finalist of, of Market of the Year. And then, you know, speaking of awards, I think your mantelpiece is a bit uh, full at home. You're like those Oscar, <laughs> Oscar Emmy type winners. I mean, the big one last year, Ad Focus Lifetime Achiever Award. I mean, geez, well done. I mean, that's fantastic to get a Lifetime Achievement Award. It's a, a really great accolade. Thank you very much. You know, I think it would be probably very fair to say that, you know, they, they sort of give the award to a person. Um, but the reality is that you don't walk alone through these journeys. You know, I've had um, just so many people that, that have been instrumental, I think. Um, one in shaping my, my view, in, in contributing to my success, um, in, in, and, 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 and an enormous amount of luck, actually. Um, yeah. So I really just want to appreciate everybody as well that has um, been with me and stood with me. And uh, I think in so many instances, you, you really just stand on the shoulders of giants of those before you. So gratitude to everybody. Um, it's, it's not me alone. 
Bernice, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, it's been a while since you and I chatted. I'm I'm with Gary Player on the issue of luck. You know, Gary Player once said, "The more I practice, the the luckier I get." The luckier uh, so I get. Absolutely. I'm not giving you the luck. I, I've had the pleasure of working with you and for you uh, on the agency side, and luck uh, is not a word I would uh, be inclined to use. It's it's graft and insight um, and an ability to be tough but fair. Um, I wouldn't say that you made my ride an easy one, but it was a fair one, which I think is more than anybody could ask. And we all love to be challenged, and I think that's part of your contribution to the process is challenging people in a positive way to just kind of stretch beyond the norm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And that's certainly, uh, you know, Benice, just before, I, uh, for, let me just make the point, Gordon, I think you're 100% right in speaking, you know, in doing the interviews around the market of the year, we've done quite a robust thing, and I've done 18 interviews around the, the six finalists, um, and the people say that of Benice, and, and, and they say, you know, that she does push, she does question uh, and and it's it's tough but fair. So yeah, well done. But it's just one point before, and it, and it certainly uh, it just triggered it as you spoke. You know, you said you you, you kind of uh, on the shoulders of giants. It almost reminds me, and I was saying to Gordon, you know, it's amazing how time flies. We almost forget that you guys are the headline sponsor of the box. Now, why am I saying that? Is that I think it was Jake White at that stage installed the pride back into the jersey and said you only carrying this jersey for a period of time have respect for the people who played in that number before you and leave it in a better place you know for the the person taking over so again you know just following on your earlier point i guess that's what i picked up from that you know you do you know you do ride in a team you know there are other players around you and of course you know one person can't do it themselves but certainly your influence is, is immense and and i'm no doubt you're leaving not just the empty and proverbial jersey in a better place but certainly all the other jerseys that you've left along the way for for people to take it forward so well done again thank you it's appreciated thank you there sure and I think, I know Gordon wants to say something. I just want to make one point, And I think, Benice, it's such an important point for us. And, you know, Gordon and I have spoken at length now. We've done about probably about 60 uh, podcasts. And, and certainly as part of the judging of the marketing awards is that marketing, and you've made the point, and I'm not going to read exactly what you said. I read a, a press release after your win last year uh, of, of the Lifetime Achievement Awards. It was around marketing is not just advertising. And I don't know if you want to maybe just talk about that more holistic view. And in your opinion, and you were saying that the, that, that the, the discipline has left it, it let itself down, it's lost its integrity, and you don't feel that people are focusing enough on customers, have a, have a deep understanding of, of, I want to say, the more difficult issues, you know, pricing, product, dev, etc. Do you mind just elaborating on, on that point for us, please? Of course, absolutely. You know, I, I have a very firm belief um, in, in the process of strategy, right? And so I want to make a distinction. You know, when I think about a brand and I think about what is the, the job of work that you're doing when you're building a brand, is you, you, you're really just creating memories, right? So that's the job of building a brand. What is the job of marketing? And the job of marketing is to create and sustain a customer. Yeah. So, you know, for me, the, the journey of, of I suppose in three buckets to be to be um, precise. I I see the world in a in a diagnostic way first. You know, there's a diagnosis phase that needs to to be thoroughly understood. Then there is a strategy phase, and then there's a tactics phase. And I think a lot of the time, certainly in the conversations or, or interactions I have from time to time, certainly with agencies, you know, um, 
is is a lot of the focus is at the tail end of of that continuum. It's around the tactics, um, and even when you are in the tactics, you know, uh, promotion is but one of them. Advertising is is but one of those tactics, and and we we, we tend to forget, you know, that there's two thirds of that value chain that demands an enormous amount of of discipline, understanding. Um, from the customer's perspective, you know, um, outside in and inside out. So ideally what you should be looking to understand very simplistically is, you know, customer needs, number one, customer pleasure points, number two, Mm. customer pain points, number three, and then map that against your organizational capability and competencies and and then understand what it is you're going to win on, um, where you're going to play, and, and what you will excel on because you can't do everything, right? So you're going to always have to have a situation where you, you go, okay, on these things, on these four, you know, or six, I'm going to be parity. I'm going to be on the field. I'm going to play a good game. But on those four, mm-hmm. you know, that make up the 10 critical focus areas, those four, I'm going to shoot the lights out. Every single time I kick for goal, I'm going to make it between the posts. And I think, you know, that that for me is, is, is fundamental. And it's even more important, I think, as we move now into, I suppose, a little bit more of a, the buzzword is performance marketing. Mm-hmm. And when you go and scratch and you go, okay, well, what is exactly performance marketing? Actually, we're talking about short-term marketing, right? Not short-term as in, you know, three months. We're talking short-term sometimes as in days, mm-hmm right, um, with, with some campaigns that are run digitally and programmatically. Yeah. And in that short-term environment, unfortunately, um, you, 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 you simply don't have any ability, I think, to, to really understand um, the customer uniquely, um, understand the journeys that the customer is going on. I think, I think that balance is, is fundamentally important. Um, so for me, it's, it's, um, it's, it's understanding both parts, you know, that's why a business is there, a business is there to serve. And if you serve well, you will excel. And if you excel, you will be profitable. And if you are profitable, you will have a long-term future. Um, so that's sort of my very, in a nutshell response. Yeah, look, you've, you've raised so many good points in there. And I think one of them is the issue of, communication or advertising is just one of the options. And I, and, and I think looking at it from my side of the fence, the media perspective, we've got so far down the funnel of procurement and cost efficiencies, we've forgotten that the first step in the equation is to pose the question, you know, do we actually need to do this in the first place, let alone, you know, do it efficiently. But um, the other point you raised for me as well is is the issue of actual performance and delivery, you know, too much emphasis for me in big brands like you know MTN or you know any of the other big brands out there has been on this issue that uh, advertising is going to do it all for you. I mean, you go back to Ross Reeves and, and the first you know iteration of of a, of a USP, which you know in the fifties and the sixties was based on the assumption that there, there was a genuine point of difference for a brand. Now. In the last decade, we seem to think that communication and advertising is the point of difference. If I advertise better than you, I'm going to get an outcome. And it's just very refreshing, Benice, to hear marketers talking about uh, a self-analysis of, of their products on, on actual points of delivery. 
We've said it before. But, you know, yeah. So, Doug, just just to come in there, sorry was, to interrupt you, but sorry, that was you know, Gordon I James. wanted to... <laughs> that was Gordon. Go ahead. That's me. I'm, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm the one with a sultry <laughs> voice. Doug, Doug, Doug is the authoritative... <laughs> yeah. uh, you see, we'll, we'll start with... We'll, uh, Venice, what we'll do is we'll start with, uh, you know, Doug or Gordon the next time. <laughs> but that was Gordon asking that. Sorry, but okay. Then let me just say quickly, um, you know, to, to, to Gordon that... You know the 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 differentiation distinctiveness debate is also often had on the basis of um, an or, and I think it's not it's not binary, it's it's both, right? It's an and or conversation. You've got to be differentiated and you have to be distinctive, and I believe in that fundamentally. I mean, you know, the yellow color that we use as MTN, um, the turquoise that is used for FNB is is not just random. Quite a lot of science went into actually looking at what that distinctive color might be within the context of the category, the the intensity of of, of rivalry, etc. So, you know, when I look at differentiation, I think right now where the world is, is we've got pretty good regulation. So I don't think you really get crap products. Really, yep. you know, I think there's a quite a high level of of um, of product quality. The minimum viable product is quite high, yeah. I think, generally. Mm. Um, you know, so so a lot of the time you are in a in an environment of parity, but you can have one or two little sparklers, you know, from a differentiation point of view, that that you can amplify so that people understand what makes you different. Um, when it comes to your your value proposition, say. But then distinctiveness is equally um, important and more so uh, important in environments where you are in, in low interest categories. So, you know, when you when you work your distinctive assets, your your logo device, your identity, your typography, um, all of those things help you break through because it's what gets people to bring attention to you, you know, mm. um, that, that's how you capture them. And if you look at a lot of what the IPA, uh, you know, suggests and, and, and the research that they do, um, you know, it's creative is still the number one um, criteria when it comes to success. Mm. Uh, you know, scale is obviously a, a big one, but you get, but, but creative is, is valuable. So it, it is, I think, a, a yin and a yang discussion <laughs> for want of a description. Great. Thanks, Benist. Uh, Doug, yeah, just, um, you know, talking of, of, you spoke about scale and, and differentiation. And I guess, you know, in chatting with, with Peter Curry from, from your agency, um, he was saying to me the other day, I mean, this is a, a massive project that, you know, you guys undertook uh, and very successfully in terms of, you know, what I would call the head girl, head boy of marketing. The person who has to stand out and be responsible uh, in, in, in a crisis. And if we can just chat about the, the biggest campaign that he's worked on with you for, for a while uh, is, is the whole Wear It For Me mask campaign, uh, you know, across the African yes. continent. So if you don't mind just taking us through a little bit of that, and, and that's quite, I guess, on the opposite of your other point of, you know, a two-day digital in and out campaign. This is a long burn, very responsible piece of work. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media.
you know, so it came from, you know, the reality of, of the COVID pandemic. But I want to take you back just a little bit in the way we look at the world, you know. And so if, if you if you look at MTN, we have a fundamental core belief system, um, which is everyone deserves the benefits of a modern connected life. And so we look at the world through that lens. That would be the first the first point. And then we are shaped in many ways by the category and the category is driven by certain drivers. And those drivers at a very high level are, you know, there's a network driver, which is simply around being the, net, the best network second to none. Um, there's value, there's products, there's um, customer service. And then the last sort of pillar is this sort of for good pillar. And I think in many businesses and, and, and companies, you, you tend to have for good separated from the business of the business. So it's like, we'll do good there and we'll run commercially here. Mm. And what we try and do with MTN is we, we look at those category drivers um, with an enormous amount of rigor, but we also are committed to the entire business being for good, not just the pillar. So the network must serve that for good aspiration. Um, our value proposition must serve that for good aspiration. Our customer service must serve that for good aspiration. And when COVID arrived, we immediately uh, rallied together all of the colleagues across the footprint and said, what do we do again to live up to our belief system that everybody deserves the benefit of a modern connected life? And, and that took shape in, in three parts. The first was to immediately start messaging around the importance of, at the time, what we, we, we dubbed the three Ws, you know, um, wash your hands, uh, uh, wear a mask, and um, maintain social distancing, right? Mm. Um, and then, you know, that, that we could do immediately. We, we, we could immediately get people to, to rally around that across our operating companies. In parallel with that, it was to say, okay, people don't just want to be messaged at and told to wash their hands, etc. Mm. Right? So yeah. we're a business, we're a telco. How can we ensure that our value proposition actually supports people when they need us most? And that meant that we needed to ensure that we had um, improvements, immediate improvements. Um, in network availability, in, in, in data affordability, and those sorts of things. And, and we did a whole lot of work there that really sought to provide customer relief. You know, we, mm. we, we waived Momo um, transfer fees, as an example. Yeah. We, we gave away um, data to, um, you, you know, universities, sure. institutions, formal accredited um, uh, educational institutions so that students could continue to to access the curriculum online with online learning, etc. And then the third component of that, also in parallel, so it was a series of parallel interventions, was then to say, you know, what is the what is the reality of the infection on the continent? And at that time, we only had six hundred thousand uh, positive cases on the continent. Mm. And we were lagging all of the Western world and, and in fact, the East as well. And so we were like, you know, contrary to expectation, you know, everybody thought that, that Africa would, would absolutely be debilitated. Sure. And that was not the case, mm. right? So we were like, okay, 
how do we ensure one that we don't lag behind everyone else and that over time those infection rates just take hold mm. and you have a raging fire yeah. what's the simplest message we could put out there to get people um to protect themselves and their loved ones mm. and that was where it for me because in many of our contexts um you know people living congested living conditions informal living conditions and can't um you know by choice mm. isolate yeah. alternatively we often have environments where access to fresh running water is just not available just mm. not possible yeah. so so whilst we reference those two we put the bulk of our effort into there is another way it's a simple basic mechanism you know wear a mask and wear it properly cover your nose cover your mouth your mouth and then we 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 put a ribbon on that and and the insight there for us was that in our communities the the mother the african woman the african mother mm. is you, you know is is absolutely revered and adored yeah. um and and honored quite frankly so when your mom said do it for me wear yeah. your mask for me you were more likely to comply than if you whipped out the dad and said well my boy you know i'm going <laughs> to smack you if you don't obey and so we use mothers as as the voice of of the campaign and and we rolled that out you know a, across our african footprint we have 17 markets on the continent of africa mm. and then we have the balance of the markets in 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 the middle east yeah. um as you know 23 operating companies three of which are isps the others are all telcos and um you know it was just so amazing because we even had um two of our mina markets iran and afghanistan picked up the campaign as well yeah. and ran it in arabic obviously and farsi um in in their markets and and so you know to have been able to i think make quite a significant difference just in terms of general awareness and as you know a, a brand you know the halo effect of a brand has immediate impact in in sentiment mm. um around how people felt about MTN. Sure. And 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 so if you look at our trust scores and our credibility scores now mm. and and the belief that we are committed to Africa's progress those you know have I mean we beat um norms on every one of the attributes that 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 we were tracking. um so it was an incredible effort but more so an incredible effort because from the point at which we said what more can we do and took that to exco and got approval to proceed from that point to being live was 6 weeks yeah in an environment where everyone was working from home yeah, and working yeah. virtually yeah. you know so so the ability to galvanize people um you know we proved so many things to ourselves around how we work um together you know um yeah. that you didn't need to be in an office that we could in fact collapse timelines mm. that in in the past would have taken months we yeah. collapsed into days and weeks yeah. so so it was an incredible incredible yeah. experience um i think for all yeah. of us You mentioned um, uh, Benice mentioned halo effect um and I think for me and chatting to Peter Curry one of the things which came across and just you sort of researching the uh uh where it for me campaign was the the halo effect internally that there was a very strong internal marketing 
component, which I think is refreshing. Um, it's not mm. something one mm. always sees. Um, just before I move on to, to the next question, just kind of reflect, what sort of advice would you be giving right now to young marketers um, who are aspiring to reach the, you know, the heights that you have in becoming a marketer of the year finalist? It's a whole new era. Traditional ways of doing things have shifted. Um, what kind of advice would you be giving young marketers at this point in time as we move into the, the roaring 20s? I'm hoping we get to the roaring 20s, I must say. <laughs> um, you know, everything I read, everybody says, oh, there's going to be this hedonism after the lockdowns. Um, you know, I'm not so sure, but but I do look forward to, to a little bit more freedom than we've been able to enjoy thus far. Um, you know, I, I think the first would be around, your, your point was traditional ways have changed. And I would just want to reflect on that for a minute. It would be that you shouldn't throw the baby out of the bathwater. Um, you know, so much of what I read, when when you see articles and posts about marketing, it's it's spoken about as, well, you just have to have a Facebook post, you can have an Instagram post, you can have a little bit of organic Twitter, and you and you that's marketing, right? Mm. There's an entire history and legacy and value chain of of marketing and and so don't throw the baby out of the bathwater understand the history that exists also understand how things are changing and bring the two together and let them both serve you that that would be i think the first um focus um so it is the long and the short of it i suppose sort of conversation mm. the second one would be it's about just putting your hand up. Um, you know, more and more, we, and I'll give you the example, you know, we talk about marketing and then we talk about digital marketing as if it's a completely different type yeah. of marketing. Yeah, sure. You know, digital yeah. marketing, it, it's, it's digital is a, is a channel, yeah. like television or radio. It's a channel. It's all marketing, sure. right? Yeah. So for me, it would be, there's so much we can do, so much um, to learn. I saw this wonderful quote um, a while ago that's never left me, actually, um, that said that uh, compound, compounding is the source of all wealth. And for me, that is so, so true because, you know, whether it's learning, when you compound your learning, when you compound your relationships and your network, when you compound um, your your understanding, when you compound your investments, that is the source of all wealth. So for me, that that is that is quite a it's a personal it's a personal takeout anyway. Yeah. Um, in, in, in going forward, yeah. You're in good company in that last one before I throw across to the, to the dock. I remember going to listen to Donnie Gordon talk and he had been given the businessman of the year for Sunday Times. I'm going back a while now. And he said that his life changed the moment he discovered the miracle of compound interest. So uh, you're, in, you're in very good company there. Doc, uh, you've, he's got his eyes uh, wide and ablaze here with comment, potential comment. No, Gordon, I mean, I'm just listening. And, and thanks, you know, Benice, it's such a, uh, it's, you know, it's amazing what, what 
I guess you're saying what you can cover in uh, over geographies and in time, but also for us, Gordon, what you can cover in 25 minutes of really in the zone chatting. You know what I mean? And again, I urge you know our listeners out there just to be part of the conversation, to get hold, to get hold of Benice on on social platforms and and learn from you know one of the the, the top marketers in the country. Gordon, just I'm gonna before I ask my last question, I'm gonna hand it over to you, and I know you're big on trust, and and Benice is talking about the halo effect and and trust across Africa, and you and you were talking about trust across media these days and the message and 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 trusting the the platform and against you know all the other stuff i mean fake news just being one of those yeah now look for, for me this is the biggest issue driving media selection we have boxed ourselves yeah. into a corner where i'm prepared to buy an appalling environment as long as it's a discount but no one wants to address the the issue of paying a premium for a trusted quality environment and this is not new. We go back to the 1980s in this country. Reader's Digest published a series of uh, research uh, papers on how placing an ad in a trusted environment would improve its noting, improve its liking, improve its intention to purchase. So, I mean, obviously, you, MTN is a big brand. Benice, you've got strong controls. Everyone, everything has to be cross-checked. But how would you discern a moment where you'd be prepared to pay a premium for a trusted environment as opposed to reporting a discount back to procurement? <laughs> okay. So, you know, I don't even think that that is worth the conversation really, right? Um, because if I look at the internet, the nature of digital as, a, as a, the internet is a machine, Right. And that machine is made up of hundreds and millions, if not billions, of bots. Now, they can be good bots or bad bots, but they're bots. Mm. That's how we are able to search for things, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, for us, I don't want to say that we seek out the premium. Of course, I want good value. I want effectiveness and I want efficiency from premium mediums, right? But there's no doubt in my mind that you are judged by the company you keep. Mm. Um, And it's often said, you know, that every individual is ultimately an aggregation of, you know, the people they spend most of their time with, their five best friends, etc. I think that's true for brands as well. Mm. And so, you know, in the old days, if I had to talk about the old days, and I think Gordon, you'll remember this, you know, I had a fundamental rule my brand never is on the floor and it's never on a rubbish bin, right? Mm. That that's yep. just never is in those environments. So why would I do that in the new environment? I love that why analogy. Why would I put my brand on a rubbish bin? I love that analogy Online. and I think that's my point right? to throw back to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. I love it and, you, so, and you're right, yeah. yeah. So, but, so premium, of course we will... I want I want to be in the best company, not just the right company for the brand. And yes, we're prepared to pay for that because those environments deliver the ROI that we're looking for. The others don't. Because we're serving in a digital programmatic space. I mean, when you get 100% likes or 100% availability, et cetera, et cetera, I mean, you'd be silly to think that you were serving those to human beings. Yep. You're serving them to bots. Yep. No, I think I think that's an outstanding analogy, and uh, you're absolutely right about that. Um, we did do some nice tactical stuff where you showed the ability to uh, 
turn tactics into strategy and things I remember uh, very fondly one winter we lit up the entire Santon City which was the only building in those days <laughs> with bright yellow lights yes. for a whole month during winter yes. um, so you, know, you, I do you, remember yeah, that. you can be short term and that short term doesn't have to come at the price of strategy but Doc I, I think we're, we're kind of on time now I'm going to let, leave it to you to wrap up Bernice congratulations on making the finalist list I'm really looking forward to, to seeing the outcome and, and I wish you well on that Thank you so, so much. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah, but it's just from my side again, you know, I, and Gordon, I also remember that, uh, you know, that uh, the yellow sentence that he lit up. And I think it's, it's that color. Benice, we, we, you touched on color psychology. We're not going to get into that now, but certainly it is visible and, and certainly was uh, f- for a while in, in that period. Benice, just last question from my side. I mean, you spoke about some young, you know, some advice to young people. Just one or two practical things that you can tell any marketer today that uh, you know that, that you think would work in today or into next year um, it would work from a marketing point well of just view. just a bit of advice you know so in other words what i'm saying is if you could give a just a little piece of advice to any marketer out there is listening what what would that piece of advice be for 2021 and beyond customer first Okay. Let me quote. Let me quote. I love quoting because they always. These are things that have always stuck with me. Is and I'm trying to think of 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 who said it now. Um, I, I can't remember who said it, so forgive me. Uh. But but the, the the comment was around. Um, you know, we often have so many conversations about what is going to change. I think sometimes you must just sit back and go, what is not going to change? Mm. And the customer, right? is always going to want a minimum value proposition, a minimum something. So I have never seen a customer ask for less convenience, as Mm. an example. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm. Um, So those those things, you know, understanding customer needs and wants and distilling key insights around that and then building to deliver that, I think is fundamental. It's not going to change. Yeah. It's human nature. And, And human nature is always, um, to to maximize in self-interest. And so we know that those things are never going to change. Always going to be looking for the best price. Not necessarily the lowest, yeah. but the best price for the value ratio. Sure. Yeah. Always going to be looking for the easiest route. Mm. Right? So I'm not yeah. going to drive, you know, yeah. around a block when I can take the direct route if that's possible. And you see that on campuses. Look at the way students walk. Yeah. That's why they put up signs that say, don't walk on the grass. Because <laughs> walking across the grass is where you'd rather walk because it's quicker. Yeah. That is never going to change. Yeah. yeah. So customer first, always. Great. Great. Great way to sum it up. Yeah, excellent. Benice, thanks very much. Absolutely, customer first. From Gordon and I, thanks very much for your time. Really do appreciate it. And all the best Thank for you. Um, you know, the Market of the Year Award. Uh, and yeah, you know, it uh, will be looking keenly at, at when those winners get announced. Okay. Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you so much, Gordon. This was wonderful. I really appreciate you taking the time cheers. to chat with me. Thank you so much. Cheers, Have a good one. And to all our listeners, ciao Bye for now. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show.
Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.